best, are we? I don't know about you, but I actually love coming in to church and being able to worship God and just getting our hearts aligned how it needs to be aligned. And even, you know, just picking, coming, carrying burdens and, and different things. And, you know, things can be going on that just isn't good. Just for coming into presence, you're in a safe place. Oh, we've got a few people visiting today. We've got Hedley's mum and two sisters. Pretty exciting. Thanks for coming. Great that I love church family come together. It's nothing better, is it? Just be gathered together to be at Hedley's house in Malaysia. The world is pretty crazy at Hopkins, so we couldn't see anybody. Um, you know, one thing I'm grateful for for people that don't know Pastor Rob, mum passed away on Thursday night. It wasn't expected. You know, she was a really strong and physical, wasn't physical, strong lady. And um, and she got has been un, she got unwell. She said to Pastor Rob, "We actually we love you so much, Grandpa. We just want you to hear, but Thursday morning we had this flight Tuesday night, so we had to go on Friday morning. We were going to come back on Wednesday. I said to Rob, think we should go and see your mum just so I can get the right thing to do and I can't get sick. And then so we did that Tuesday night. And then Monday and Wednesday morning, his brother rang up and said, we've got five o'clock in the morning to see." doctor because we still haven't heard from him and can't be with and um pastor rob we better get down there as quick as we can so he made it to the he's actually with his mum he's just passed away and it's okay because he actually also that dad and mother he actually loved those that don't know jesus because she was a good strong woman of god and she could she brought up her family to love the lord you know they did that in there sometimes in crazy ways sometimes we have crazy ways no worries Halloween, throwing spaghetti around but um, you know, what they did for, for, the, for the sick and the kids loved Jesus and we want our, that's all we want. We want our kids to love Jesus. We want our friends and our family to love Jesus. That's our, that's our, that's our launching pad for this year because we're actually going to tell you our message today is just going to be back basics. Now, if you were at the first service, you're getting a different service in the second service. How's that? See, it's worth coming to two services if you didn't realise that. We're going to, I could see that time was ticking away, Pastor Rob, and I was like, oh, it's going to be ages. Um, we're going to start off with how we're going to meant to end. Can I just get this out of the way? Um, so you will welcome into the living room Daniel, Pastor Rob, and Pastor Rob. Thank you for your prayers, but can you please, can you just give Daniel the place to stand for a few minutes? As you all know, it's a really hard time. It's a really big family, and people are trying to get to Melbourne for next week. Currently, my daughter is stuck in Palmer in Queensland, a three-day drive from Brisbane, and she wants to get to Brisbane for Christmas time for next week. So that's just a little list of arrival times for Halloween, which is where I come from, and that sort of thing. So if you need to give Daniel prayer, but we continue to pray for him. And on that note, if ever you have a prayer request, please message the prayer request number. It's not for, if you're struggling with something, can we just pray with you? There's different groups we've got groups that surround when you're in prayer and other groups that prayer is amazing someone sent us some flowers whoever that was give it to someone from church because i don't know who it was i just want to say thank you because they were beautiful flowers they were just lovely so who, whoever you were just just thank you okay so my message this morning is just back not just it's back to basics um we're going to tell you why we exist as a church and what our core values are in other words
we're feeling our pressure this morning. Um, we know in first day, to teach our first day certificate talent, we need to do a report. This is um, for ministers or volunteers that work within the church. We need to do a safer churches um, training and we need to keep that talent, do that every three years. And every time you do it, you learn something that's unique. I did my first aid recently and Everything back to you, not the dummy that you thought you were having a heart attack and killed you. So it's really good doing refreshers because it just reminds you that you don't put yourself to a test. So what we're going to do is we're actually going to go to our core values. Now we're going to go to our goals because that's what we're going to talk about this morning. Now goals are important because it helps us know that we're achieving where we need to be going. So. I don't know if any of you have noticed, there's actually a post-it as you're walking out that door that you can see on the back of the post-it. Um, and the goals say salvation, baptism, discipleship, relationships. So we're going to get into those four this morning. And the first one is goals. Now, that is why we're here. If you didn't know, we exist to see souls saved. There's actually no other reason. That's, that is what the church is about. And it's quite healthy disciples. We can't make disciples if we've not got saved. So, um, and it's up to each one of us to share the faith and love that we have for Christ. We need to tell people the hope that we have. You might have seen in church that we often, we give those share your stories and someone will share their testimony um, in church. Well, what I've got for today is I've got a ride share their story is a man called Lester. Now, I met, Lester and Norman were at church and they came to a conference night that we had and I was walking up to them to talk with them and as I'm talking, I could see their hands just go crazy. They're still sitting in that seat thinking that they can Wednesday, Wednesday's got seven Wednesdays now, those silver things that turned up on corners and people come and dirt themselves and stuff and yeah, they, little bits of painting needs to be done and we need to fix it there, Lester's done that. Um, the garden keeps maintained, yeah, he does that too. Um, the side of our church overgrown, yeah, he did all of that. So I'm just saying there's nothing that he won't do. Any job that he needs to be done for a bit of hand, yeah, he can go with Pastor Rob for that. He's just that level. So, Lester, I'm going to call you up now, and you're going to talk to us about your story. Thank you, Pastor Pauline. It's a privilege to be able to talk about what Jesus has done in my life. Can we have the other photos, thanks? Here we go. So... For, for those that are interested in the night sky, th this object was at the base of a porch on the right-hand side in, in um, conservation of the Lions. It's that faint, I've never seen it. I don't know exactly where it is so I can photograph it. The, the 
the further we look into God's creation, the more there is. When I was a little boy, up to 10, I used to ask my dad, what's at the end of the universe? And he couldn't tell me. And for, for a period of time, I thought, oh, yeah, it's a brick wall. And up till 10, I was happy with that. And then when I got a bit older, I thought, well, what comes after the brick wall? There's more, there's more. So, yeah, I'll have a passion for the night sky, and so I'll photograph the night sky since I was a teenager. Um, brought up in the Methodist Church, then Uniting Church, up at Cummin. Um, I'm, I was a farmer. I cropped beets away, I bleached the farm out. I used to search for, for the real God. I often said, I would rather go and play tennis on Sunday than, than, than worship a God that isn't real. So I searched. When I was in early 30s, I'd been to Sunday school, I'd been to youth group, but there was nothing really spiritual going on. We had the... the, the Uniting Church minister and his wife came out to our farm for a barbecue tea. I was cooking the sausages and she must have been cooking something rather deep and the pastor said to me, Lester, is Jesus Lord of your life? And I, 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 got, I had a conscience, I still got a conscience, I, I, couldn't, say, I couldn't say yes I knew that wasn't true. I couldn't answer him. The sausages got burnt. My wife had to go and pour out another pack of sausages and she had to cook the barbecue. Um, the minister just left me with that. He didn't, he didn't lead me in the sinner's prayer. That night in bed, as my wife was sleeping next to me, I gave my heart to the Lord. I thanked him for what he did for me. Death and resurrection on the cross, and my life changed. I heard a minister say many years ago, "When you're born again, there must be a change. It's not just a say something and nothing changes. There must be a change. When when we were born, there was a change. We come from inside our mother's womb to outside, and we start breathing for ourselves." When we're born again, there must be a change. So my life changed. The, the scriptures came alive. That They were talking to me. Jesus is my example. There, there were some friends that said to me, oh, if we give you six months of lecture and, 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 you, and you calm down like the rest of us, I declared then, I would never lose my, lose my first love. Never. So I was in my early 30s then. At 38, I had cancer. Long weekend, 1995, June. Woke up in the morning. My, my leg had blown up so big, I couldn't walk. The Cummins doctor got me on a plane to Adelaide to the RAH hospital. Up till then, I'd been listening to Kenneth Copeland in the tractor. 
types on Christ, on the power of the spoken word, on who we are in Christ. I see many Christians that don't know who they are in Christ. I was supposed to have four lots of chemotherapy. Now, some people say that, oh, yes, these medicines are a gift from God. Well, I know for one that chemotherapy, yes, it has saved lives. But on on the script, before you take it, you have to sign a piece of paper that says you realise that this can cure cancer and other parts of your body. I realise that chemotherapy isn't really a gift from God. Yes, it has bought us some time. It's bought me some time, and my faith wasn't strong enough to, to hit that cancer head on. After two rounds of chemotherapy, I'd had a scan on my body. I was home on the farm with a couple of them. The doctor calls me from Adelaide. I said, Doctor, is the cancer gone? I said, yes, the cancer is drastically reduced. I said, thank you very much. You will not see me again. I took a stand of faith right there. I still had pain here in my body. I declared war against that. I prayed against it for 18 months. Here I am at 65, no cancer in my body. I would have liked to have had an instant miracle. I've heard stories of cancer falling off, things like that. I would have liked that, but I believe... We have a seed of faith, but I believe faith has to grow. We have to feed it. Anyway, that was 1995 to probably 1997. I want to go fast forward now to 2016. My first wife had committed suicide two years prior. That's another story. I thought, how am I going to meet someone? I didn't want to be alone. I went went on to a dating site. I didn't know anything about scans and being scanned. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, I know. I know. I I look back now and shake my head. (laughs) You know, when, when Moses was taking the Israelites towards the Red Sea, he didn't have a plan B. When we step out in faith... You don't have to have a plan B. So early January, I, I met this beautiful lady, Norma. She's sitting back here. I said, it's seven years ago this week that we started, that, that we met. So a week prior to that, we started chatting from six o'clock in the morning till midnight. A, a week later, oh, that's right. I was on an Australian dating site. Norma, where are you? I said, boo. And I thought, I don't know any Australian towns, cities. Cebu. Where is Cebu? Philippines. Well, how come you're on this dating site? This is Australian. Oh, I used my daughter's address. She lives in Sydney. (laughs) So... One week later, I'm in Cebu. I had no plan B. If Norma took one look at me and said, no, thank you very much, see you later, 
I don't know what I was going to do. I was booked to stay there for 30 days. No plan B. Crazy stuff. I had a friend back here who saw what Lester had done and he tried to copy. He got hit on the face on the face. He got scammed, Fred. God wants to do a miracle in your life. He's no respecter of persons. And I, I've claimed that in all my walk. The next day, when I was in Savoy, out of my mouth came, Norma, will you marry me? Within two seconds, she replies, it's a big yes. Two days later, we had an engagement party. It all happened so quickly, the family in Cebu didn't come to the wedding. When I've had miracles happen in my life, when, 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 when the cancer left, I never got half from my local church. I was busy preaching on it. There will be people offended when miracles happen in your life. People can't understand. You're all created for a special purpose. Not to imitate the person next to you, but to imitate God. God bless you all. Pastor Mum. I've got a, I was trying to say this to my, because uh, I thought you needed to know this next day. But Matthew 28, 19, Jesus said, this is what we call a good testimony. Go and make disciples, baptize them. Pretty simple instruction from Jesus. Wasn't a suggestion. Wasn't an idea. It, it was an um, imagine. If you want to be a follower, if you want to be a disciple of Jesus, do exactly what he did. Baptism is the first step after repentance. You, you, as Lester Todd said, you have that born-again experience where something behind the wall, there's a loving father who sends his son, and you have that born-again experience, you repent of that sin, and then the next step is to get baptized. And so when you read the Old Testament, uh, the, there's this in, interesting word called circumcision. And that was a sign. I'll read it out of the Circumcision of the flesh was a sign of uh, separation unto God. That's what showed the true nation, the Israelites, those different peoples. That's what set them apart from every other nation pre-Israel. Was that mark of the flesh said, we belong to God. Then when you read the New Testament, because of Jesus, baptism has taken over as the sign that we belong to God. 
if you want to, that's the mark, that's the thing that says, oh, I am a Jesus follower, I am a part of the church, that puts you into a time of deep change that uh, signifies that decision to make to make a difference. Baptism, well, it, uh, we've got to understand that uh, baptism does not uh, help us with our salvation whatsoever. Uh, salvation is through grace by faith. It doesn't add to it. We don't want to get into a religious type here. But just because we say that doesn't mean we can discredit baptism. So uh, baptism does not help you at all to get to God. But if we want to, uh, so Jesus is Savior, fantastic. But if Jesus is Lord, you've got to get baptized. So Jesus is Savior, well, you want Jesus as Lord. If you want to make a Savior for Lord, baptized. Then, uh, then the question put back, and so it says, on the day of Pentecost, the church first, 3,000 people believe, and then what happens? They get baptized. And every other situation you read in the book of Acts, people believe, and the next sentence, and they get baptized. So you have, have not yet been baptized fully. Come to the Lord. But in particular, to get baptized. So, uh, in, in summarizing all this, so we can't call ourselves Christians, we can't call ourselves disciples if we have not yet been baptized. Disciples simply uh, more new hoppers and balances that don't live a life, don't get into quiet or get troubled by the, oh, I'm all right, I'm all good. If you're a follower of Christ, you've not been baptized. That is not the position to be a disciple. That's not the that's not the discipleship position that Mark and I talk about. But I would encourage you, if you're a follower of Christ and you've not yet been baptized, let's be fair to you. Let's learn from the disciples that we have. But see what has got Jesus as Messiah. And it wasn't Jesus was just choosing to bump up. We want full immersion, and we've got to understand that this is our decision. It's not my parents' decision to follow Christ, it's my decision to follow Christ. So make that decision for yourself. Whether you're a disciple, and then Matt likes to think of marriage. If marriage is something you have let your emotions up, you might need to think again. Time to think. So with that, you decide to say, I am now, I've said no to every other view of this planet, and said yes to one Jesus for life. And when we get baptized, in a similar way, we need to signify that marriage, that decision is my whole life, Jesus is my king, my life. Jesus is my saviour, he's my Lord. So I would encourage you to make that decision, just like a, a, a willing to choose decision, but if you decide to bump your decision, that's okay because baptism is just a simple decision. But if you're never never baptized, so I would encourage you, like my church, if you've not been baptized, please consider first make that decision to let the Spirit lead you to follow Him. Jesus did it, so have I. Now it's up to us to do it. Thanks, Pastor Pauline.
another rock and that was the Lord. And it's important in this business world to surround yourself with people who lift you up, motivate you to live the life of Jesus, to encourage you, to you know, read the word of God. As this um, there's so many resources available to us today. You know, we can get the U version and we've got so many different Bible studies. But you're it's really good to just listen to